0: When it's all said and done, when the pads are all packed up, the refs have packed away the whistles, Go! and the parking lots are
1: empty. One show, with three obsessive fans, still want to have their say. Go D, and because this is Triple M, and because we really don't give a rat, we say, why the hell not? Oh! Please
2: welcome Ah,
1: Chris, and Rose. We are- this is The Back Row. Footy from the cheap seats on Triple M.
2: Well, it's all come down to this. All of Sydney are forced to go for the Sydney Roosters.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Um, no, I won't.
2: It's a disaster, <laughs> but there's a way to cope. Just go to the game next week and all game yell out, Come on, Sydney. It will drive all East fans <laughs> crazy and it's not thing one they can do about it. It's finals time. It's the time of the season that's so pointy. We've installed extra rubber here in the Triple M studio. Yeah. <laughs> of course, oh, our God. thanks go out to the Triple M commentary team just for being the wonderful human beings they are. <laughs> so they didn't do anything today. This is the back row with Ah, Chris and Rose. It's 2015 all, all over again, guys. The four teams left: the Chooks, mm-hmm. the Clip Cloppers, the Storms, <laughs> and the Walking Dead, aka the FNQ Cowboys. Mm. Just a smidge over two weeks ago, two years ago, we were, five minutes, well, we were away from the five minutes of the most stunning rugby league grand final stuff you've ever seen. Yep. I don't know if you can remember it, when the Cowboys prevailed in Golden Point, mm. it was a last tackle try, a vibrating upright, a towering kickoff, <laughs> spilt lollies, wonky field goal, rhinestone cowboy. <laughs>
0: I don't remember that at all. When did this happen?
2: I was there.
1: I remember what Thurston uh, uh, mouthed and said when it hit the post, I'll tell you that much.
2: (laughs) IH, I I want you to think. I want you to go back to 2015, that Mm. grand final, Cowboys versus Broncos. Where were you? I'm taking a stab in the dark, a pub of some description.
0: I was at a pub, yes. I I don't think I ever want to go live to a grand final or anything. I I like that pub culture, being around rowdy folk, all my mates. I was at the Botany View on King Street in Newtown, uh, and there was controversy to begin with because in Jimmy Barnes' intro, they, the volume, you could barely hear it. And so we're yelling, turn the volume up! And they mm. wouldn't turn the volume up. And uh, thankfully they did for the game, but it was touch and go. We had no idea. Mm.
2: Rose, I don't know if you can remember where you were two uh, years ago in the real world. I have no doubt you can remember where you were in whatever version of Call of Duty was out at that time (laughs) and you were saving that virtual world. Advanced Warfare. 2015,
1: where were you? Uh, So I was working for the Bulldogs at the pre-grand final function, which is across the road at Kudos Bank Arena. uh, And I had tickets to go to the grand final. And I went, no, it's a Queensland team versus a Queensland team. Who cares? And I went home instead of, it was good. There was no traffic. I got home really quickly because everyone was in the stadium watching. In the game, but I remember getting home and watching the second half and going, I really should have gone to that game. Yeah, I'm really bummed I didn't go.
2: Typical Bulldogs arrogance, they have a <laughs> grand final function, they're not even in the bloody game. No, not interested. <laughs> coming up tonight in the back row, we're going to look at the current state of winch culture in rugby league has it ever been healthier? What is the best form of Australian meat? A question many people I know are asking themselves <laughs> Are we Great in Sydney phrasing. finally coming to fall in love with Cameron Smith? We've got our regular features. We've got the back wrap, back row of the week, and a whole lot more. It has to be. We're on for two hours. This is Triple M's The Back Row. Welcome. It's The Back Row with AH, Chris and Rose. We're just three footy fans talking footy. They keep getting calls that it would be a good idea for us to get an HIA just to make sure. <laughs> There's something in there. The rugby league world. There's is,
0: nothing in here. Yeah, it's <laughs>
2: empty vessels, empty, empty chambers. Just banging about. I just thought that echo was just in my head. Your guys as well. Yeah, no, it's a real
0: resonating chamber <laughs> up in there. I tell you what has that been e- a big
2: word. i tell you what has been echoing around Sydney this week has been the postscript to the blowing up deluxe of coaches Barrett and Flanagan after their respective losses in the finals last week. Mm. $50,000 in fines going towards Todd Greenberg's end-of-season trip. Nice. I think they're going to Mallorca or something like <laughs> yeah, that, taking cool. the whole crew, including the digital team, which is adding 35 employees, I think. Wow. So wow. The, co- the cocktails are on Greenberg.
0: That's almost like the uh, the grill team's visit to Hawaii, isn't Ooh. it?
2: Wouldn't you love to be involved Tune in that? Tune into the
0: grill team and you can.
2: <laughs> Waikiki.
0: Yeah, why aren't we going?
2: Todd, of course, told the game to grow up. I took those words very seriously. It's a good point. Yeah, I get told mm. to grow up all the time. Yep. And I guess... What we heard from other coaches was kind of a split down the middle about the bunker because that was the main aspect of criticism. People like Robbo from the Roosters coming out and saying, we've got to support it. The technology's there. It's helping improve the game. Supercoach Ben, Otherhand hand, just said, get rid of it. Just let the referees make the call, mainly because he wants to get home. Because, you know, let's face it, he's 67 <laughs> and he likes to get to sleep early. And uh, yeah. he probably had about 15, 20 minutes at the moment with the bunker. He's
1: got Survivor to watch.
2: Everyone's having a whinge about the bunker. True that, true that. But they're having a whinge about other things, aren't they, Rose? Well...
1: Look, Chris, uh, you know, this This happens every finals, but I feel like this season it's the strongest I think I've seen it in recent memory. And that is the whinge culture that rugby league fans like to have. And look, the, oh, there Thank they you, are Felix. now. Oh, that's real Thank audio you. from last night. Yes, there's a call in. This is Steve from DAPTO calling. What do you think of the refs? <laughs> Hello, Parramatta. <laughs> look, uh, you know, everyone feels a little uh, angry and hard done by when their team's knocked out of a, of, a, of a final in rugby league. But I feel like this year, more than any any other year, fans of any team getting knocked out are having a real whinge. I even heard a guy yesterday have a whinge about the Eels getting knocked out. That was one of the best ref games of the year. Immaculate. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Zero controversy. So Zero controversy.
1: I've done something this week. I've, I've looked up. Someone's put together the numbers of all the ref calls for and against for every team this season. and Ooh, I'd like to saucy. Yes. I'd like to give you a little bit of a, of a rundown of it. I want to start with the bottom four because the bottom four is very interesting to me. Bottom no in what bottoms. sense?
2: Least penalties called
1: for them? Uh, yes, most most penalties oh, against. Oh, that'll be the tigers. Uh, uh, no, no, you're, you you are in the top six. Oh, come on. Yes, you're sixth place. Finally, here's the bottom <laughs> something. Four. Yeah, it's good to be in top eight of something. Here's the bottom four. Right, Manly, Sharks, Roosters, and in bottom place the Eels. Interestingly, all four are in the finals. Okay, but Manly.
0: Saying- Once again, our campaign has been. Oh, hate Manly! Thank yes. you, Felix. Manly- our campaign has been very successful. Bring back the Manly hate.
1: Manly has received the most heat, with uh, just over twenty percent of their uh, of their calls going of the calls going their way. So five out of the twenty four games in their season uh, went Manly's way. Right. So they
2: refor- lost the vast majority of penalty counts. Yes. Yeah, yes. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah right. right. I thought the Tigers would be. I can't understand that. It's crazy. Well, you're,
1: you're Where in- are you getting your numbers from? You're in fifth place at Sporting News League. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I so- stand corrected. Yeah he's the here's the top two which I find very interesting as well uh cowboys are in top place yep and in second place with also uh, the least uh, penalties given against them the dragons is that right aH comment
0: yeah, no, I don't think that's too controversial. I think, like, so there were a couple that I think were pretty wild, like in that that Knights game, the two disallowed tries and a few other things going on. But, no, yeah, I don't think that's controversial. And also in that uh, in our last game when we lost to the Bulldogs, as I said uh, previously, I couldn't even be, like, I couldn't even call a, a oh, God, words. I couldn't even be angry at the refing. I couldn't even say, like, oh, we lost it because of that call because it was a really well-called game.
1: Yeah, well, look. Back the, to you. The two interesting ones for me uh, is the two teams that everyone Loves to claim gets all the calls, and that is the Broncos and the Storm. Right, right? I
2: would have thought the Storms.
1: Broncos have non- they been
2: penalised at all this season?
1: <laughs> Broncos ninth place, okay. one hundred and thirty-seven 4 one hundred and forty-one against the Storm. Uh, behind them in tenth place, one hundred and seventy-two 4 one hundred and eighty-three against.
2: It raises one interesting issue. There is a theory that the teams, like I think the Roosters are one of the most penalised teams there. Second last. They're often accused of, in their own red zone, conceding penalties continuously to get their defence organised. Yeah, that's a thing this year. And,
1: and they're, they're talking about
2: an idea of uh, if someone picks up a penalty in the 20 metres, they get excluded for 30 seconds behind the dead ball. You have to stand behind the post. Like, for 30 like seconds. ice hockey. Yeah, like, yeah. Do we like that oh, idea? Oh,
0: the Roosters, mate, like that's a
1: team policy.
2: Yeah, yeah. Concede penalties because they get their line set. And they delay the opposition. they'll
1: give away penalties to try and stop them from scoring tries and give them just a two-pointer instead of
2: a six-pointer. There
0: you go. Do you like the idea of
2: a a penalty box just being put out for 30
0: seconds? Uh, I haven't really thought about it. I have. And Felix,
2: (laughs) you're gone for 30 seconds. (laughs) You're on the back row. (laughs) Yes, you're on the back row with A.H., Chris and Rose. We've got three weeks of footy left, but it's still time for... It's Chris Gales,
1: the back wrap.
2: We only have to go back to Friday night where the Brisbane Broncos prevailed over the Penrith Panthers 13 points to 6 at Suncorp Stadium. Well, the high rise that Hook Griffin was trying to build on the underground car park <laughs> fell short and apparently he's going to turn it into a whiskey bar like Sydney needs <laughs> another one of those. Brisbane got excited because that was super coachs Bennett 's instructions to them during training at the week really and they did as Bennett demanded. Oh. Things got interesting before the kickoff i don't know if you guys noticed, but C- Captain Adam Blair in the official photo put his arm on and around referee Jerry Sutton. Is that allowed? Oh. What a great way to get around, touching the referee. That get in be, early. That? that can't be allowed. That's got to be 30 seconds behind the post for that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Phyllis, you can come back in now. Great.
0: Thanks.
2: Now, we had a particularly exciting moment when Ben Hunt tried to get a clearing click away and it went straight into Peter Wallace's face. It was the Falcon to end all Falcons. Oh,
1: Falcon of the Year. Hands down, amazing Falcon. It I don't think he just- Come back from that.
0: A stunning falcon, or falcon, as they said in the film, which always irritated me.
2: Joey Jones pointed out that Wallace's nickname is sausage skin. Which, why? <laughs> because it just splits so easily oh. under heat.
0: Oh, it's so evocative, but for other reasons. Oh, Who's hungry?
2: God. Well, it's after six o'clock. I could go a couple of snags right now. Yeah, maybe. Why not? I thought the best Perhaps sliding. We could
0: talk about that a bit later. Well, we might on. actually. Oh. How does that
2: sound? Uh, it was our best sliding doors moment. Of course, was the sickening collision between Corey Oates oh. and the MILF. That was uh, courtesy of a perfect Cleary tackle. Thankfully, he's okay, and apparently, he's rated ninety percent chance to play in next week's game. Oh, that's
1: good. That, that yeah.
2: amazes me because that that hit immediately. Yeah. You're like, he's got to be out for the like, season.
0: And what you're right, sickening is the word. In fact, when they were like immediately holding his head still, so he's just stuck face down on the grass. It's always a bad sign. When but he's sweet. Like, Don't move your neck. Game on. Good stuff. Good on him. <laughs> you know, good. Yeah, good stuff.
2: It's always good to be able to bounce back from a collision with the milf. The biggest and only controversy of the game <laughs> oh, was whether about Penrith it. should have been allowed to try. The referees blew it up immediately, even though there was no knock on and Penrith were on the way to the line. Yeah. It's such a divisive issue. Even Joey Johns and Freddie Fittler can't agree. Really, Freddie oh. says that they should have kept going. Joey yeah. said they should have blown it up. We'll never know. I'm with Fred. As far as Brisbane were concerned themselves, beyond Oates, they had a huge HIA total, uh, a toll. They lost Polar Bear II, Alvaro. <laughs> Jai Green Arrow and Sam Fida. But the most brutal thing associated with the Broncos on the game was the post-match interview with Sam Fida in the Budgley Smugglers yet again. Right. No choice. I love have it. Look at that. No,
0: I love it. It's a tradition that he pulls out, <laughs> pulls out, uh, as well as uh, Woodsy. You always see him in the Budgie Smugglers as well. And uh, I love it. More Would, of it, please.
2: Woodsy also has the man's ear, I think. The on ma- as well. That's uh, it, exactly. Oh, that the little, man's ear. A little bit of it, that extra support for you guys who need it. Mm. Uh, all Brisbane's uh, injuries, over were outweighed by what happened to the Panthers with the loss of Tyrone May to a suspected ACL. The outstanding Panther on the day was definitely Campbell Gillard for his meterage, his toughness. <laughs> And he's pool maintenance officer Moustache. Oh, I love it. <laughs> he's a, he's Get a, that
0: man in some bunchy smugglers. He Stat. Is
2: awesome. And he's a smoky for the World Cup. In many ways, watching Benji Marshall was like winding back the clock, going back to the future, turning back time, and any other everything old is new again cliche you'd like to think. <laughs> <laughs> He's taken the Broncos to a date with the Storm next Friday at Amy Park. The big question is, will he play or will be enter the Darius? i got to be honest with you about that game, watching Benji, especially in that first
1: half. There was nerves off the ball. Every time he kicked that ball, he looked really nervous, which is not the Benji I remember back in the Tigers grand final days. That's I right.
0: think you mean the bags. The yeah, bags. bags Marshall. Did, Sorry, the Bags. We did vow to That's always right. use his nickname. Nervous Bags. We found nervous well, bag. well, they can do that.
2: Yeah, Bags has seen the finish line, which is uh, at Leichhardt <laughs> Oval in about a year's time. And I think he's getting a little melancholy, and hence he gets his boot a little bit wobbly. Yeah. Anyway, we turn to last night's fixture, which broke the hearts of so many Sydney patrons, where the North Queensland Cowboys got up over Parramatta at ANZ, 24 points to 16. Mm. It was au revoir, semi-radradra. I don't know if you saw the the footage post-match, but he had a club official pumping up his tyres and I can't exactly <laughs> lip-read, but I think he was simply just bad-mouthing the French. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the FNQ Cowboys won off 100% completion rate at half-time, wow. parlayed that into a still-healthy 81.6% at full-time. Wow. They are the team that can't be killed. The Cowboys are the zombie nation.
0: Oh, my... <laughs>
2: You're not serious, are
0: you? Oh, my God. I love it. I- <laughs> is terrible we're gonna get kicked off this Kipalab is the worst there you go so, someone eat a pie right now
2: so semi's length of the field first try was dampened by referee Cummins <laughs> going to the bunker there's, there's great hilarity here a little bit of dance music <laughs> and it throws everybody off their kilter And Cummins wouldn't award the try. Just award the try, for heaven's sake. What is this bunker doing? Yeah, the grounding. Felt answered sublimely with one of those twisting above-the-corner-post-style tries that was punctuated by an Ethan Lowe conversion like he was channelling JT as it curved from right to left banana style. Yeah, I was very
0: angry about that one.
2: Look, for, uh, for me, the weird thing
1: about the Cowboys this final so far is that they're ruining all my dreams. Right, they've knocked out the Sharks, which mm. ruined the Sharks-Eels matchup I really wanted to I see. I so wanted that. And now they've knocked out the Eels, ruining the Eels-Roosters matchup I want to see. They're just ruining everything. Mm. I, what, I just... <laughs> oh, thanks, <feels. laughs> which culture.
0: I just wanted a team that wasn't the Roosters. I hate them so well. much.
2: And they've also ruined your dream for world peace, haven't they? Help us,
1: Roosters, you're our only hope. The,
2: the second try <laughs> from Parramatta came from the backfield, courtesy of the Fresh Prince. But uh, <laughs> Parramatta should have done better if they'd attacked more from their red zone, I think, actually yeah. 20 metres out. They've kind of forgot that. Yep. Kane Linnan ended up with a torn jersey. So much for the space age materials that these jerseys are being mm. made out of these days. There's Not... the
0: new Biff, the Rip.
2: Yep. The Rip. Out of uh, half time. Go in there
0: and you slightly ruin his merchandise. <laughs> Oh <laughs> yeah,
2: John Asiata saw it very unprop-like to reef the ball off Dylan Ed- Edwards and score the try that took the Cowboys for the lead to the first time—a lead they would not relinquish. Nope. The key moment was when Rocky Horror Cohen Hess <laughs> took a try off ex-Tiger Tamari Martin off an inside ball that to- led to the try. Balls being thrown at each other. The bunker being called in to adjudicate on eight-point tries, punching yep. the 10th player in mm. and did nothing. They did nothing. Do we need this bunker? They,
1: they, they scored the try. The people throwing punches or slap punches or whatever it is a million Slunch. times. They were, they were weird. Sorry. It was a weird biffo. And then the ref just did nothing. I thought for sure there'd be a double sin bin or something. The bunker, yeah. get rid of it. Oh. Maybe
0: Robbie they're and- frightened of making calls at the moment. Mm, I
2: guess. It's process and black and white. It's throwing them completely out. You
0: put an ant under a magnifying glass for long enough and it will burn to death.
1: Yeah, it's true. Rocky Horror ended so the game with a,
2: with a bad knee, but he's organised a replacement courtesy of the Cowboys physician, a Dr. Frankenfurter. The second half was a Michael Morgan masterclass, channelling guess who? Jonathan Thurston, just like Ethan Lowe. Morgan said, I played forensic. And there's a new word for the rugby league dictionary. I played forensic. <laughs> the other JT, Tal Malala, who is not going to be suspended for a shoulder charge. We've just heard good. from the Triple M newsroom was outstanding. He ran for more than 200 metres, 35 tackles in only 58 minutes. I could do that. I'm sure you could, Mm. but you're going to hear this for years, guys. He's a freak. He's a zombie freak. (laughs) And finally, much was made post-match of... The real JT and Matt Scott cleaning up the dressing room after the boys' all-black style, speaking to culture. But I think what people didn't notice nearly as much of was that JT was munching on a slice of pizza pie. Yep, mm. yummy. And what was Matt Scott eating?
0: <laughs> Thank you, Felix.
2: That's what he sounds like when he eats. <laughs> Matt Scott was eating a chicken leg. For The Walking Dead, next on the menu, Barbecue Chook, Alley Stadium, 7.40pm next Saturday. We'll see you there. This is the Back Row Triple M. This just in from the newsroom, The Law 1, Joe Strummer 0.
0: <laughs> and Vale. Oh.
2: You're on Triple M's The Back Row with A.H. Chris and Rose. Now, you might have noticed some skywriting over Sydney today that had in very, very large white letters the word no. Oh. Now, this has clearly been paid for from some by some upset Parramatta supporters. I yes, of, uh, yeah, yeah. of course. Clearly, clearly. And
0: thus, no heed should be taken to it. <laughs> and get yourself to a post box.
1: Now, guys... Um, you know, we love we love rugby league here and we talk about all facets of footy from the game to outside the game. And so
0: many facets.
1: There's one thing that we haven't talked about this year that's that gets on my nerves, right? right. Uh, and that is that a lot of people in this country seem to think that the meat pie is the icon food of Australia, is the iconic food, right?
2: When you say mm. seem to think, just substitute the word
1: is... Uh, no, because I don't think it is.
0: For you at home, this is a discussion we are contractually obliged to have on Triple M because we played dance music earlier. The
1: problem <laughs> is... Let's get into it, pies meat, snacks, guys. The problem is, is that, meat, firstly, meat pies are crap. I don't like them. I don't enjoy them. What, all pies? I don't enjoy pies. I, I, I'm, I'm, maybe like, I'm biased because wh- of that. Like pie as a as a concept? It's just it's just a bit of... It's a pastry bucket with meat put in it. It's really not that exciting <sighs> to me. I don't really enjoy it, what to about, be honest. What like
0: about dessert pie? Yeah. yeah. You, an apple pie like is all right. No pie. Okay, so an apple pie is all right.
1: Look, I just think there so is a the more. It, it's there's a more Aussie icon than the pie, and that is the snag, the <laughs> sausage sandwich. The snag should be the Aussie icon, not the pie.
2: I know mm. why you're thinking about this. You're thinking about this because you were watching Peter Wallace last night get that falcon right, <laughs> old sausage skin himself, and it's just subliminal. <laughs> yeah. just, I've actually been to a pie party, savoury and sweet. Yeah, mm. pecan. Key lime, pumpkin
1: pie, shrimp pie. Um, Look, when you go to a gathering, nine times out of ten, it's a sausage sizzle. Bunnings don't give out pies outside of their shops. They give out
2: sausages. I think the snag, the sausage sandwich, is the Aussie icon of food, not the pie. Can I just offer a single piece of evidence that definitively establishes why you're incorrect? Go ahead. The slogan does not go football sausages... Kangaroos and Holden cars. Yeah. Fact. Okay. All right.
0: I was uh, I was actually chatting about this issue. Isn't that fortunate? Mm. Uh, to I was watching footy the night before last with uh, my mate Steve Zemek. Shout out if you're listening. And uh, we were talking about this, and he immediately I was like, "It's a tough one," and he went, "Nope, sausage." And other friends also said the same. They're like, "It's the sausage." Yep. And I said, "But sausage, you get sausage- sa- sausages in Europe. There All are Asian the sausages. You get them everywhere." And he said, "No, but only here in Australia do you think to put it on a single piece of bread." Yep. Diagonal, mm-hmm. wax some sauce on there, some onions, leave it at that, and eat it with one with one hand.
1: Diagonal, yeah, yeah. You yeah. put it diagonal, right? So
0: that way you can fit more sauce and onions. Oh, on. hang
1: on, is Felix? A There's t- a whole other debate waiting to happen on that one. Do you have your snag straight or diagonal? You're, you're not a straight <laughs> snag guy, are you're, you? you you're Felix, the straightest sausage guy I've ever seen. <laughs> oh no!
0: Look, Look I, could I, can I suggest that we maybe discuss this
1: after a song? I, I want to hear what the. I want to co- hear I, more about this. I want to see if there's any listeners out there that think it's pie or snag. I want them to call up 13353 and tell me I'm wrong because there is no saying put another uh, put another snag on the barbie. Aussie saying no sayings about pies. Yeah, I'm clearly it's right.
0: not. Put another pie in the warm up oven. Exactly. Although Jeff Tyler last week did suggest that to me when I stole his that had been heating up for four hours.
2: Give us a call 13353. The back row rugby league. It's our winter. It's our everything.
0: Aw.
1: <laughs>
2: Always <laughs> triple M's the back row with A-H, Chris and Rose. We've got Mark from Campbelltown on the line. Mark? Marcus. Mark, are you there? G'day, mate. How are you going? One Good question. Point. Pies or snags?
0: Mate, it's actually a moot point
1: because what makes it an Australian icon is the fact that you can hold it in one hand and hold a beer in the other one. Uh.
0: <laughs> I, Mark, I agree with you, but I would argue that with pies, it's a lot harder to eat with one hand, because sometimes you get this, the middle sort of yeah. running out, and you, you I don't, know, I don't do think you he, keep it in the tin? I don't do think you? he
1: cares. He's drunk. That, look, <laughs> that's true. There is, there, there is an element of balance involved. Oh, so I may be as, uh, as, as a precursor, but um, look, at the end of the day, if you can hold a beer and yell at a screen or at, at a ref or you know whatever you're going to do, and the, the food, on the other hand, you've got yourself an Aussie icon. Good point. Very zen. Beautiful,
2: Mark. You're speaking to a skill. Thanks for your call. Thanks, Mark. No, no, no worries. worries. Cheers, mate. I think we've got Craig from yeah. Br- Brighton La Sands on the phone. Craig, the question is, Pags or Pags nice. <laughs> Snags or Pies? Uh,
1: meat pies, hands down. There you go. go. The man after
2: my own heart Here and stomach. Go.
1: Why? Mate, cold winter's morning. What do you want, a meat pie or a bloody sausage sizzle? No, that's true. Cold winter's morning might be the one point where the pie gets over the snag. No, still
0: disagree. Oh, I thought I was Sweden or Switzerland on this, and now I've taken a side. Yeah,
1: no, he makes a good point. Depends on the pie. Thank you. (laughs) Great. Go
2: go away now. I want a pie when I'm drunk. (laughs) Well, that's always. I will say
0: that, and it has to be a cheese and bacon uh, 7-Eleven one. Yeah, I'm eating one right now. All right.
2: Thanks for the call. Now, we've got Scott from Hurstville,
1: have we? Oh, Scotty, my hood, Hurstville. What's up, Scott? Mate, my, they're totally wrong. Pies, no way. Yeah, it's sausage. Yeah. It's sausages, mate. You right. see, the moment he said you you're going to burn I knew yourself be right. with a sausage, yeah, you don't burn yourself with a sausage, right? Mm-hmm. You can just. Do it. You can either put it be fancy and put a bit of onion on it or just have mm. it sauce and then just, you know, one, two, three, gone. So
0: it can be modified. Be like, you can mm. do mods on it. But that's something that I that's also fun. I was talking about, you know, some of the, the inner falling out. And that's true. I'll always well not yeah. always, but often end up burning my fingers or wrists and then like it drops oh, yeah. onto your drops onto your jeans and you're having to wipe it off, you know, and I just want to focus on or the if, game. Mm.
1: Well, oh, if but, you're at the footy or something, mate, you know, they've been cooking them for a while and you're mm. waiting for it to cool down, cool down, cool down. True that. And it just won't. And so you just go for a big bite, and then you burnt your mouth, your yep. tongue, yep. everything. You spat it on the bloke in front of you. He wants <laughs> to have a go. He wants to have a go.
2: Speaking from you experience, know. Scott, look, we appreciate your call. It does say on the screen you're from the Australian Sausage Board. Is that right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> See you later, Scott. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks,
2: <laughs> And then I think we've got Chris from St. Clair on the line. Chris, the question of the day, pies or snags?
1: Well, this is definitely an unbiased opinion because I reckon sausages are definitely more iconically Aussie. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I
2: prefer a pie. Oh, oh, you just blown my mind! Diplomacy. Oh, it's diplomacy. I think I think that proves my
1: point that the snag is the icon and the pie isn't. The pies is, look the pies lovely. They have made some valid points. A, a cold morning. Some of my best friends <laughs> are pies. <laughs> the, the snag is
2: <laughs> the snag is clearly the icon, right? I, I, I tell you what, Chris, you really, really just not resolved anything for us. <laughs> but one thing it does remind me though is pies are much more footy friendly. Is that the vendor can heat them up and watch the game? Do you know the guy who cooks the sausages at Henson Park for the Newtown Jets? Does it behind the grandstand? Mm-hmm. Has been doing it for more than 10 years and has never seen a never minute seen- of rugby league yeah. that's right how poignant is that it's yeah.
0: beautiful he's so dedicated to his craft The <laughs> there's a
1: guy at Campbelltown Stadium as well that does
2: that really
0: oh maybe it's like part of the like union rules or something The
1: their culture it's more dedicated
2: <laughs> and I bet you the hot doggy <laughs> guy the hot doggy hot doggy guy yeah. Leichhardt never seen a game
0: oh never been in he can't lose his spot because there are five of them <laughs>
2: Chris thanks for not underlining <laughs> our conversation on pies and sags have a great night have a great dinner no, you you know, thanks, Chris you're on the back row that. with Triple M <laughs> This is Triple M's The Back Row with Ah Chris and Rose. We're sponsored by the Thurston Scott Cleaning Services Company. <laughs> Thurston Scott, proudly proudly cleaning up dressing rooms. Sixteenth of September, two thousand
1: and seventeen. <laughs> That's a
2: wrap. And speaking of Queensland greats, Andrew Webster from the Fairfax Press last week wrote an article suggesting that we're finally in Sydney falling in love with Cameron Smith, President Goat. Is that at all possible? He, of course, was in full effect at the Rugby League Players Association Awards during the week. One I might mention by James Teddy Tedesco. I have no problem, guys, with a voting format that saw Woods, Nofaluma and Tedesco in the team of the year. Of course not. Sure we came 14th, but there you go. And the accountant himself, Cameron Smith, was dubbed the most fashionista on the night. He was wearing a navy jacket, a pink shirt, blue bow tie, white chinos and Nikes, Turns out he was sponsored by Dutch youth fashion company Scotch & Soda. Are we possibly falling in love with this guy on that basis, A.H.?
0: Look, not on that basis, but um, yeah, look, if I can quote from that Webster article, the first line was, and then, just like that, we all finally got it with Cameron Smith. And I, oh, okay, this is a safe space. I'm able to share this. I see this as a bit more of a psychology thing. I realise that I have been begrudgingly developing a respect for him. Because I've been thinking a lot, you know, I don't like him. Melbourne, Queensland, ref whisperer, bit of a grub, gets away with it. But on paper, I should be all about him. So, you know, amazing player. Played at all representative levels. Captain. Um, never really. Ha- never had a scandal. Good family man. Loves his wife. Loves his kids. President of a workers' union. Sploosh. A. H. Cayley.
2: <laughs> and <laughs> he's got your number. <laughs>
0: well, I I'll be doing everything. I can No, married with kids. Just remembered that as I was making that joke. But uh, yeah, and I realise that I've been. T- the hatred has been dropping. We did start a bring back the manly hate campaign when we thought that um, across the board the, mel- the manly hate had been dropping. Should we do a smithy one just to get me back on the good side?
2: Rose? Uh, look, can you?
1: what was the colours for that outfit again? Blue blazer, pink shirt green, something. It was all the colours of the rainbow, right? Yeah, and
0: vote yes when you get your postal vote. Right.
1: Navy, pink, blue and white. Sounds like someone ate a box of crayons and vomited on him. No,
0: that works. That's Scandy chic. It's not
1: working for me at all. I'm not getting better at Cam Smith at all. He's still I still
2: hate him. (laughs) Sorry guys. So you think pies and snags is the vice. What about loving Cameron Smith? We're on the back row Triple M supporters of the Hate the Manly campaign. You're welcome. (laughs) Triple M's back row with AH, Chris, and Rose as the chopper recedes into the distance. AH, we've been tweeted at.
0: Yeah, so uh, Warren Smith from Fox has uh, tweeted into us uh, quite outraged. Was that? <laughs> uh, quite outraged that we didn't do a back announce for uh, machinations. So, look, he's also said, on behalf of Fred Lonigan, I'm flabbergasted. Well, flabbergast no more, Warren.
2: Sorry about that, Warren. That previously was no say in it by the Machinations. <laughs> I was actually uh, approached by Freddie at a gig. I was wearing an Alice Cooper T-shirt, and he came up and goes... Oh, Nite. sorry.
0: Hang on. You dropped something there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and he said, nice T-shirt. And he goes, you should come to my gig next week at the Bridge Hotel. And I said, I'm already going. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, it was the Machinations box set, all three hours of it. It wow. was... Uh, wow. You had to be a fan. I wonder if Liam and Noel, someone's going to speak up for them about not back announcing whatever that band was that was just on.
0: Also, speaking of the Bridge Hotel, Dennis Carnahan tomorrow night, Rugby League, the musical, Mad Monday session. Uh, so oh. go online for tickets. Uh, at the Bridge Hotel in Roselle. The,
1: the Eagles should be there, right?
2: Yeah. yeah. Be plenty of <laughs> eagles, I'll be, the Eagles will be there for sure. Uh, uh, I'll Hell be there, there as well.
0: Once again for the right price. Uh,
2: maybe wearing my Alice Cooper t-shirt. Now, look, as the rugby league scene starts to fade a little bit like that outro with that song we just heard, we have to find other things to do once the finals are over, guys. I hope we're all putting appropriate processes in place to deal with the empty voids in our lives. So, what was your week that was Rose that didn't have rugby league in it? What did you do?
1: Well, this uh, this week was uh, a big one for me. Not only was it uh, my partner and I's seven year anniversary, but it was also. Always- Happy anniversary. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's- thank you. It was also they my said birthday. It would last, me particularly. <laughs> it was also my birthday on Thursday. So, uh, oh, thank <laughs> beautiful. You. Happy birthday, thank <laughs> you, Rose. Yeah, he's really fishing yeah. for yeah, the song and the compliments yeah, right now, in, isn't he? Bring in the cake, guys. Uh, yeah.
0: 356th game. Yeah. Good yeah. on you,
1: Rose. I was asked, guys. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> answering <laughs> the question. So, for my present from. My good friend, uh, Chris Gale, sitting right next to me, he took me to my favourite thing on Friday night, and that is the wrestling. I went to the WWE at Kudos Bank Arena. And Hell yeah. As a wrestling fan, you only get it one night a year. It's only one night a year we get to go see Roman Reigns and all those guys, and, and we got to go along. Chris, did you enjoy yourself this time?
2: It is. I, I love giving you a present like that. Uh, you know, I feel kind of grown up because I drop you at the venue and then I wait anxiously for you to come outside and go, did you have a good time? And you go, look, look, I've got a belt and all
1: that sort of thing. <laughs>
2: Uh, my gift to you, yeah, no, no, it was uh, it was a, another tremendous event, and I think you and I can both agree the Miz is awesome. The
1: Miz is money. The Miz <laughs> is the best wrestler in the company. It's proven once again.
0: You went along as well, didn't you, Felix?
1: Sure did. What do you think? Uh, well, as not a wrestling fan, it was quite eye-opening. I mean, I don't say that I dislike. Does that mean res- it just
0: didn't put you to sleep? <laughs> yeah, well, I stayed open.
2: <laughs> Pretty
1: much like this show. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, Sometimes I, I like how you said I struggled with the fact that there was no commentary. Yeah. It wasn't on TV, Felix. It was live. <laughs> Such a thing exists. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, of course, I'm a little bit more cultural than the rest of you. I went to the Julie Andrews directed production of oh, my- Oh, sorry.
0: You dropped something there. Yeah.
2: Well, I can't. It's <laughs> fact. You were asked. Yeah, I was <laughs> asked. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you, Rose. Happy You're birthday. well. Thanks, buddy. I hope you had a great day. Uh, I
0: love Woo! a good callback joke.
2: <laughs> of My Fair Lady down at the Capitol Theatre. Mm. Tremendous production. Some great Australian talent on show. Robin Nevin, Reg Livermore as Alfie. Mm. I actually was in a production of My Fair Lady 40 years ago and I thought this was the 40th anniversary celebration. (laughs) But my high school girlfriend who was in that show 40 years ago, she was in it as the Queen of Transylvania. Wow! This time? On Thursday. Oh, Mm.
1: wow. Beautiful moment. What's her name?
2: Her name is Meredith O'Reilly. Oh, sorry, you dropped something, Meredith. And I was remembering that, you know, I was in that production and I was Alfie and now Reg Livermore is doing this part and how great is that? Mm. And I was watching it. I could recognise the songs, but I was... Missing the dialogue I go really I said that It turns out I remembered then I was just one of Alfie's friends In the production When you said (laughs) When you said Reg Littlemore Was playing Alfie For some reason In my head I thought he was Playing Alf From (laughs) Home and Away (laughs) Or or Alf from the show Hey I'm a people alien
0: (laughs) 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 Willie Give me four (laughs) Keep the cats away And
2: and look Very quickly Can I just simply Tell you that That show is a metaphor For Benji Marshall's Career with the West Tigers And Mm. you know They pluck him from Keebra Park High He's raw He hasn't Able to speak the language of rugby league, Uh, they get together. They you know win a premiership. They could have danced all night. Then it falls apart, Mm. and then finally Benji is fetching West Tigers slippers. He's coming back to Leichhardt next year. Bags, yeah, bags, Marshall.
1: Bagsy.
2: Ah, H. Well, we've obviously been uh, tripping the light fantastic yourself last week. How was it? No, I got on the
0: bags. No, um, I (laughs) Marshall. 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 (laughs) Well, which one will get me in more trouble by uh, Triple M? Uh, I did work, I did two loads of washing, and I had a coffee with a friend.
2: (laughs) Uh, Low-level clinical depression's a
0: hell of a drug. Wow.
2: We're going to have to think of something to find you to do in the off-season, that's for sure. (laughs) You're on Triple M's The Back Row. (laughs) It is The Back Row on Triple M with A.H. Chris and Rose. Yep. And we're a little bit stunned that there are only three games of rugby league left in the 2017 NRL season. Don't
1: say that. I forgot.
2: There's only three I mean, you say two weekends. It, it sounds better. Yeah, well, I mean, Super Fortnite hasn't really got the same ring as Super Saturday, no. and is it?
0: Isn't it uh, very uh, unsatisfying when a game finishes and you realise that there isn't another one? Because usually you spend, you know, you're, not, you're gearing up to it throughout the season. Yeah. I think it's called edging. Yes.
2: <laughs> We've been tackling the big issues tonight. Basically, the pies versus snags is Australian icon debate. My partner, Mary mm. Jane, pointed out that a meat pie is a meat pie if it has 25% meat in it as right. a minimum. So I think that's important to define the terms. I fall on the side of the pie eaters. One of my favourite players of all time was known as pie eating Arthur Beetson, play for the Tigers, the Parramatta Eels and the Roosters. Where are you, Rose? What's your favourite sausage?
1: Oh, my favorite sausage. Wow. Oh, the the tomato and herbs ones I really like. Oh yeah. I got to say though, uh, when I wrote down pies versus snags in my book, I thought it was an AFL subject for a
2: second there. <laughs> I was even less excited about it. Yes, yes, the Collingwood pies versus the Essendon snags. Go the snags. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, ah, where do you sit in all this?
0: Oh, look, I, I, I am kind of in the middle. I've been really won over to the snag thing, but I was chatting to the, about this topic with friends. You know, sometimes you need to research for these lofty topics. And so my mate Steve suggested that there's nothing more Australian than getting a sausage and just whacking it on bread and calling it a meal. And we were wondering, what like, what else is comparable? And I remembered fairy bread. There was actually uh, an, an the article. There, there was an article that uh, I think it was Buzzfeed in America wrote about Australian cuisine, and they basically suggested that we have this for dessert every night, and so people got really fired up about it. And basically, in other countries, they don't understand it. And I realised both our sort of unique Australian individual dishes are based on a foundation of like the whitest, most high preservative. Perfectly square bread, and it has to be tip top or wonder white, and that makes me proud.
1: I like that idea, ah, a snag on fairy bread. That's what you mean, right? Well,
0: (laughs) I would actually suggest that fairy bread beats (laughs) beats even the snag. The sausage is all on this because because it can only be done on cheap white bread. You can't. You can't look. You could go fancy bread. You could go brown bread. I'm not saying I would enjoy it, but you can do it with a sausage sizzle. Couldn't do that with fairy bread, mm. uh, and no correspondence will be entered into. This is my final judgment.
2: Are we going even deeper on this topic? Because if we look at fairy bread, is it sprinkles or is it hundreds and thousands? No, it has to be
0: hundreds and thousands. What's the
2: difference? Oh, 13353, really- we want to hear what you say. <laughs> triple M the back row. Rugby league, it's good for what ails you.
0: We're really going elbow deep on this.
2: Triple M's the back row with AH Chris and Rose and we have to look to the future. It will not all be rugby league as we move into the summer. Mm. Thankfully, we'll be able to take recourse to everybody's friend, which of course is television. Mm. And we're in transition mode from The Bachelor to The Bachelorette. Yep. Yep. I'd be interested to see whether you guys were watching The Bachelor and what thoughts you may have had.
0: Mm. I did watch it. This is the first season that I've ever watched. Uh, even though I don't even I don't even have a telly. I don't say that in a proud way, like some assholes do, just share house hasn't happened. So I went out of my way to watch it on template, which if you've ever tried to use Template, you'll know it's, that you have to try hard. It's challenging. To get isn't that it? happy? It's a real challenge. We uh, get
2: those ads on cycle. It just drives you nuts Yeah, and
0: them. the same ones. Although, I, oh. at, like last week, or yeah, last week, I got um, three of the same ad in a row. But it was the trailer for Flatliners, and I'm going to watch the shit out of that movie. We so have, it was fine.
1: We have three cases of Coke Zero in our house now. None of us drink it, but we just. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but um but yes yeah, so it's the first one I, I've seen and I I love it so much uh, I got my my most hateds I got my faves um but one thing that kind of creeped me out to begin with was all of that because I thought it was they go in there to see like you know and the winner gets a connection and maybe they keep on dating kind of thing and f- fall in love later on but they're all there being like I'm ready to fall in love and it kind I'm like is this, is this how we're doing it now because mm. with me here's how falling in love and you know I don't really do dating it makes me uncomfortable so here's how it works you meet someone whether they're like mutual friend or acquaintance you know meet them in a gig whatever uh you start spending more time with each other because there was a spark immediately uh eventually you know you'll fall in love and then nothing bad ever happens again in your life and they never leave you That's how it works for me, and if I can just make one other observation, there are, I think, three people in this world who I'll never forgive, and that's the lady who yelled at me at the train station the other week, but she got hers, I'll tell you what. I can imagine. Uh, Former best friend, and Maddie J for booting out Tara. I will (sighs) never forgive.
2: Right. Well, never, we were, never forget. Well, we were a little disappointed about Tara going because we never got to see her mum, which, was, of course, was Debbie Newsom from Perfect Man. <laughs> By the way, H, the way yes, you... De- we did. No, we never saw her. But the way you described uh, how you oh, fall yeah. in love, that would be dreadful television. I-, I, thought, I thought it'd just be
1: as simple as walking up to someone and say pie versus snacks. I mean, uh. They give
2: you the right answer, you're in love. It eliminates 50% of the
1: population straight away. Look, Zoe like and I like to sit and watch The Bachelor. We're big uh, reality TV weekday TV viewers, and uh, we uh, watch this whole season, but to us... It was over after the first date with Laura. Laura was the girl that went on to win. Mm. And after that first date that Maddie had with Laura, we looked at each other and said, if they could end the show now, they would. But they have to keep going. It was clearly that he had a thing for Laura. And every date after that, we were just watching going, he's not as into this girl as he is Laura. It's I would... clearly the winner right here. See,
0: I was set on Tara and I was so devastated by it that I actually had to go to my GP and be like, Doc, it's that time again. Mental health plan, right, please. Right, okay. Need, need to see a cycle.
1: I didn't, I didn't get the Tara thing. I didn't get, understand you it. you get a flu shot for that or something? Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> she's a nice girl, but she, she's... See, here's the thing, right? Tara was a nice girl, but you need someone on equal level dopiness, right? right. And, and Maddie and Laura synced up, synced up right? They synced up well. So Tara's a lovely girl, but I think Laura was more compatible. She was oh. a bit of, oh
2: my God! Oh Yeah, the but they
1: took her to the um, uh, Disneyland or whatever, and it was just 10 minutes of her screaming.
0: Ah! She took herself there, it was Movie World, and you
2: shut your (laughs) mouth. There's so much that I could say about this show. I highly recommend everybody get to the Triple M podcast with Jackie Kosolki from Triple M and Joe Thornley, Batchy for Blokes. Mm. It's like a primer for how to understand the show. I simply want to say that, guys, do you have walls? I mean, even Daily Cherry Evans on League Life a couple of weeks ago was saying, I'm a private person, I have a lot of walls up, and it seems on The Bachelor you're either taking the walls down or Mm. building them back up again. Do you have walls? No. All right. good. <laughs> Rose? I destroyed my walls years ago in, yeah. a, in a huge huge so, party. So, two emotionally available people. Yeah. And look, finally, uh, I know I actually got a little announcement about what we're going to do with this show going forward, but I just simply want to say, Osha Ginsberg, lift your game. Oh! Chris Harrison on The American Bachelor works super hard, super hard. He's always there for the guy. And if, if things are going badly, you know it's an emotional time because how you're feeling about things... Man, well, all right, all right, man. That's that, that mm. little bit of the personal touch. Yes. A couple of series ago, Sam was at a huge point. He had one rose, two girls. Sounds like a thing, <laughs> doesn't it? He didn't know what to do and he goes, where's Osha? Osher was out the back, I don't know, having a drink or a cigarette or something. No,
0: Osher would... is a complete teetotaler. He doesn't do any of that. He was, what,
2: what, okay. he was looking at photos of his long hair back <laughs> in the Channel okay. V days. Yeah. Right. He's watching old Channel V highlights or something. Andrew but he wasn't from there. G. If I was in Osher Ginsburg's role, I would be there at every point and I wouldn't be welcoming the last two girls as he did this week on Thursday night when they arrive on a beach oh. they're carried off the boat onto the sand he goes how are you doing are you excited and then he lets them walk up on their own it was just classless <laughs> I, I, am, I am stating here I am campaigning for Osha Ginsburg's job next year A.H. H, what have you got for us?
0: Uh, look I'd like to just point out that also um, in the break between you know footy season and next footy season we're not going to have much to talk about and we need to commentate something True. so I would like to propose Sophie Monk The Bachelorette this is The Batch Row on Sydney's Triple M.
2: Woo, thank you, you Sydney.
0: <laughs>
2: You're we live.
0: love you, St. Louis.
2: <laughs> You're live somewhere around the world on Triple M's The Back Row with A.H., Chris and Rose, even if the other two people being Rose and A.H. are performing only in their minds. Mm.
1: Big crowd, though. Uh, yeah.
2: Speaking of crowds, we're, we're advising everyone to stay indoors but... next Saturday night. We've all seen 28 Days in Resident Evil. Yep. We need to be mm. careful. The Cowboys are back in town. The team that can't be killed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> no, I love that. Come Again? on. Is it Kerncraft <laughs> 400 or something like that? Do you know what I
0: kind of hoped for, Felix, that you would immediately go into Boys Are Back in Town? Don't you think it's messed up that there are so many songs about falling in love, like millions of them, but there's only one song about the boys being back in
2: town? Oh, very interesting observation. Yeah, well, yeah. What, what, only... I
0: think it's messed up and it needs rectification. But they only left Do town not. once. Yes! Yes!
2: He's quick, Felix. He's very oh, Felix, quick. Felix,
0: if I were able to, I would give you a raise. Yeah.
2: I'll
0: but, give you a, a raise salute. Good job, oh. Felix. Good. Okay, sorry, but, back to what we were going to do.
2: But speaking <laughs> about all those songs about love, that's because we've all been in love at some stage, except maybe nah, a couple of true. contestants on The Bachelor. And Aaron Woods is off to the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs, a.k.a. the Evil Empire. He's
0: a very beloved man at the moment. Very as well. much so,
2: and did well in the RLPA well, Awards. Mm, Welcome home, morning. Woodsy. <laughs> yes. And, no, you know, he's, he's a little conflicted. He looked a, a little sombre as he was doing the march around Leichhardt over a couple of weekends ago. Yeah. And uh, he had these very interesting words to say about what it is like to leave your first rugby league club, otherwise known as the West Tigers. You break up with your young girlfriend and then you move on. It's like breaking up with your first love. The toughest one for me was getting booed against Cronulla at Leichhardt. We hadn't done anything yet. I was still tossing and turning, but because they had the deadline, it is what it is. The fans are passionate by playing the footy we played for the rest of the year. They were supporting us. Even when he shook the fans' hands at the last game, they were being awesome, saying, can't you stay, Aaron? I owe a lot to the West Tigers. They are my first love. Makes me think, as I kind of weep a little inside, what it is like to break up with your first love. Rose, any memories? Well, my first girlfriend was in year five when I
1: went to Hurstville Public. It was a young girl named Julie. And I asked her out in first period of the class, and by recess, we were officially dating. Oh, beautiful. We spent recess holding hands. Every, it was the talk of recess. Every, it was just getting around the handball courts. that uh, Real that, it couple. Yeah, that Rose and Julie. Can't wait uh, to see
0: that film, by the uh, way.
1: Ruly, we were called. Uh, we're holding hands Aww. during recess. Um, uh, in second uh, class after recess, it was informed to me why one of Julie's friends that the relationship is no longer going ahead. Oh. Uh, and luckily we signed a prenup, so uh, everything went their, their separate ways. Got to keep your lunch money. Yeah, and by lunch, uh, we were sitting on other ends of the of the playground. So it was oh. it was a whirlwind relationship, um, but, uh, you know, I've, I've gotten over it, clearly. Yeah. And, and now
0: we- you've just had your seventh year anniversary with Zoe. Yeah, so take things, that, Julie! Yeah,
1: things sure got Where better. Where is Julie now? My gain, your loss. Successful, <laughs> happy. Who knows? Content. I don't know, working for the Cowboys, probably. A.H.,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, look, mine, uh, mine's a bit of a different story to Rose. So my first like, like love, love, was when I was 19. Uh, his name was Stu. Should have been a warning sign. He lived in Melbourne. Uh, he was much older. He was about 33, which at the time I thought was completely okay because I was so mature and now looking back on it, like, ugh, what a creep. Mm. Uh, had an 11-year-old <laughs> son.
2: <laughs> what a legend. Uh, yeah, which, he's from Melbourne, right? Yeah, <laughs> which
0: again, and I ended up bloody cooking for them and so it was real weird but, it, but it, it, I was so deeply in love that you know there's a line in Bojack Horseman that like sometimes if you're wearing rose tinted glasses I guess red flags just look like flags which is a beautiful line mm. uh, he broke up with me by email and if Ooh! You, it, yeah.
2: Well, you know, it's modern technology. It saves so much time. Did you yeah, be, Did but... you BCC back or just? Back?
0: <laughs> Remember back oh, in the old he, days, you he did... got a dramatic teenage phone call. What? No, but I was still, I was an adult. Dramatic
1: teenage phone call. I love their first album. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> in the old days, that was days... a real
0: good period of music. Like, you had the klaxons, he had the horrors. The klaxons
1: and
2: <laughs> all. Like we're really throwing it back. Ooh. <laughs> gravity's <gasps> Rainbow. Yeah, Gravity's Rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> of course, in the old terrible days, terrible book. In the old days, they used to break up by fax. As uh, Phil mm. Collins, drummer of Genesis. Was alleged to have done. And Which was too- tough because it
0: came through so slowly. And yeah, so I know. you know, and if, if they if they did the whole like, look, I've had a great time together, I think you're a great girl. Like, if they if they give you that sort of overblown courtesy, oh, it just takes for- are you gonna marry me or not?
2: That's like Maddie no. Jane and the Bachelor, you know, breaking up exactly. with at least the the, the runner up. Imagine if he didn't. Knew-
0: you could tell she knew right away, he, like he might not have said but yet, but he's he, there was
2: Well, mm, he, yeah. he was giving it the thumbs down. Yeah. <laughs> I recently. know,
0: and being like, and I hate you, but uh, but Laura thought that it was a breakup from this. All right, back and, to the topic. And
2: if Shu was a rugby league team, what rugby league team was he?
0: Oh, look, I would like to say Melbourne Storm because they're my most hated. Uh, but I think more accurately, he would be the Roosters, who are my second hated, only like a millimeter above. So. I say
2: the Knights. He's got nothing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he made a big mistake.
0: But he's beloved. My the Knights not hit. <laughs>
2: Look, I mean, I don't I I really want to go into breaking up with my first love. Okay, her name was Jocelyn Edmonds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was very, very intelligent. It reminds, oh, was that five years ago? Yes, you that's right. Like a yeah. day over 21, Chris. <laughs> Please call me now. The She was <laughs> a little bit cerebral. She reminds me of the switch jets. She did things a little bit differently. But look, it was the usual stuff. Like she'd go, what are you thinking? Oh, and I was no. thinking, what's for play lunch? Because I was eight. You know? <laughs> You, you don't share your feelings, and I, that's because I didn't have any feelings, because yep. I was eight. If
0: I had known this is the direction we were going in, I would not have gone, all right, cool, I'll tell the stew story. I would have told, you know, the Tom story. Whose brother won Big Brother 2?
1: You don't get to tell two love stories. You I only didn't. get to tell one. <laughs> I didn't. You can't change your first love story. Two people
2: are out there thinking your first love I thought we were talking love,
0: love, love, not bloody like, oh, hug, you know, kissing Sorry, hey,
2: I should around. have defined like the meat pie there has got to be at least 25% Definition. real you take that love back. I'd loved. Julie.
1: She held my hand better than anyone had at that point.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Felix. Oh, we're going, baby. This is Triple M's The Back Row with A.H. Chris and Rose. We haven't missed a bus to the studio for weeks now. We always read the memos. Hello to (laughs) doogs. Off to the vanilla sharks next year. We're all on the bus. Guys, you know I'm a numbers person. I want to read out a couple of numbers and see if it means anything to you. Mm -hmm. 70,000... Three hundred and ninety four. Got that one? Yep. Eighty thousand four hundred and fifty. Do those numbers speak to you like they speak to me? I well,
1: you just spoke them to us. Are they true. the
2: results of the Pi Snag poll? <laughs> that's right. We've had thank you more than hundred and fifty thousand respondents to this poll wow. already. Yeah, and you know it's still not over. I mean, you've got until I don't know Thursday week to get it in, so we yeah. should uh, get about two billion responses by then. It's a postal vote, I, look, but no, you're wrong.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's it's, it's non-binding and it not costs a lot Canberra, of money. Though. But look, I reckon that the third option of fairy blood bread should be added.
2: Yeah. Right. Okay. No. Ah. do Those numbers speak to you other than the fact that you just heard me say them. Look,
0: does this have something to do with the little differences in popularity between our game? I don't know why I'm doing that. Between our game. uh, But that that applies to a lot of things I say and do. Between our game and one of the other games.
2: You've hit the nail on the proverbial head. These, of course, are the collective figures from the two games over the weekend. So the Sydney Swans went down to Melbourne to take on the Geelong Cats in the AFL. And lost... Thumped. Yeah. 39 points. It's their lowest score since 1997.
1: I did a whole thing last week about how this is like a phenomenal Swans team and they've only lost twice to the same team and they're going to win mm. the final. And then they get thumped. They get destroyed. Flutes
2: Buddy Franklin. Happen. Bad cork. I reckon it was a bad cork. Three behinds. Yeah, yeah. They right. were smashing the possessions. It was just a disaster. Yeah, but i tell you
0: what, which is interesting because for Swans fans, the only bad corks that they're aware of is when it's been sitting in the cellar Correct. for too long. Yeah, and right. you know, it makes yes, it taste yes. a little bit
2: mushroomy. Excuse little. me, waiter. This one is corked. Yes. Yeah, it's a so fresh evidence, yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they would drink wine in the bunker, wouldn't they? They would, That'd yeah, be they're right. all sloshed. That'd be right. <laughs> and then a paltry 14 odd thousand out at Spotless Stadium, which is the cleanest stadium in Australia, <laughs> to watch GWS annihilate the West Coast Eagles. That gave you 70 odd thousand. 41,000 Parramatta team that cannot be killed, Walking Dead Cowboys, uh, backed up by about 39,000 up at Suncor, 80 grand at NRL. What was this? hoo-ha about last week that the game was dying, mm. we thumped the AFL. Well, we are fickle
1: fans, aren't we? We work week mm. from week, and we, we see the results that are right in front of us, and that's the end of the world right there. We just go with those numbers. And last week, everyone was like, oh, no one's going to NRL games, these finals, what's happening? Everyone watches it on TV. And this weekend is just a true testament of the closer we get to the, the final, the, the more this ramps up. I mean, people love this game, and this is a mm. final season that people are wanting to watch.
2: The AFL is pouring millions into Greater Western Sydney, mm. and they got 14000 in a game that decides whether they make the last four. Yeah. Which is a,
1: it's a very
0: bad return per head.
2: Yeah, it's not great. That. <laughs> Yeah, not If great. that was
0: a Facebook ad, you'd be, no, that's too niche.
2: Gilliam McLaughlin will be spinning right now. But AH, you were at uh, Aussie Rules last week. Can you see why people in Sydney don't want to go?
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Like, I kind of... It was strange to me because much like Felix talking about the wrestling earlier, how he found it weird that there's no commentary, there was just no sound between things happening. Yep. It was like watching a tennis game until someone caught a ball and then everyone was like yes, good for you, participation award. No, it was later explained to me the significance of catching on the floor. But it's interesting that you say like, and it is a regular not criticism, but uh, interpretation of the game that it is a game that is dying, um, but it hasn't and you might even say that if it were a country, it would be a little bit of a zombie nation?
2: No, oh no. god. Stop it. Oh, no. okay. not I think it. that's nah. completely that appropriate that you Through and didn't get it.
0: Oh, Could I please get uh, <laughs> some got- kind of Recognition that I have come on board with the music I, beds. I think that is. I true. did a lot of therapy. It's um. Oh, what is it? Immersion therapy, where you just expose yourself to it not going to make that
1: joke, sorry. Look, yeah. <clears throat> I, I think the point is, like going back to what we were saying about the weekend and the numbers, the reason the numbers are low for AFL this weekend is clearly because the Swans aren't playing in town, right? Yeah, because well, The Swans yeah. are the number one Sydney team. There was 46 and a half but thousand.
0: GWS fans are so passionate.
1: But it's, an, it's a young team. Right. That's the thing. GWS is a young team and not only they're a young oh, well, team, but they're a team starting on the other side of a city where you have to essentially ask fans of the other team to defect, right? And we've talked about yeah. this in this sport. A city it's not, divided. Yes, it's not easy to Defect from your team. The same thing happened when Sydney FC and the West Sydney Wanderers started up, and that people had to defect from Sydney FC to become Wanderers fans and it took them a while to grow mm. and GWS are having the growing pains so it's great as Rugby League fans we can sit here and go I ah, sucked in AFL we got the better numbers this weekend yep. but it's clearly because the powerhouse that is the Sydney Swans were in Melbourne
2: losing to Geelong so I think West's Paramount of Penrith be ever, village, ever vigilant the GWS uh, steamroller might be coming your way we've got to resist AFL but anyway I still hope the Giants win next week <laughs> Triple M's The Back Row with A.H. Chris and Rose. We're just accessories to the game and our batteries aren't included. Ooh. We have two big <laughs> blockbusters next weekend and we're going to preview them here now because that Just the Tip idea is well and truly past. It's done. Put a fork in it. Rose, Broncos versus Storm, 7.55pm, a very non-family friendly time at Amy Park next Friday. Who do you like?
1: Yeah, what are these late Friday games about this year? There's a lot of 7.50s, 8 o'clocks going on. Can't we have an earlier Friday
2: game? It
0: has to be with uh, broadcasting um, obligations, doesn't it? It has to be something before that.
2: Silly. I was talking to someone during the week about the Old Amco Cup, which was the midweek game that was broadcast on Channel 10 on Wednesday nights. Mm. It went live at 9 o'clock. That's just silly. kickoff was at 9 o'clock. silly. Crazy look uh
1: you know there 's one thing about the finals that I always keep in mind, and that is these teams that uh, are in the top four that get that win in the first round and get that week off it 's not always a good thing. I think the week off for some teams that the momentum is what makes some teams play good. Oh, eels yeah. have that um, and and i I worry about the storm performing under pressure in front of a home crowd uh, in uh, against a team run by one of the best finals coaches in rugby league history, and that 's Wayne Bennett right that's a good coach. yeah so. Um you know i I think the storm that smart money is that the storms will continue on their dominant run and into a final. Uh, uh, quite easily, but there is always that asterisk that 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 thing hanging over their head when you win the first round is that that, that week off could actually be a hindrance more than a
2: help. There were statistics in the paper this morning, and former Knights coach Michael Hagan was talking about this: that the win percentage after the week off is about fifty-eight percent, so three out of five. Interesting. Probably not as good as you'd imagine. No, I that?
1: thought you'd be. I thought you'd say higher there. So, so I am picking the Storms, but uh, do not be surprised if that one goes right down to the wire and the Broncos fight to the death because Sam Thider will not let them go down without a fight.
2: Okay, AH, I hope people ignore our advice and do head out to Allianz Stadium next weekend. I certainly Agreed. intend to to see the Roosters versus Cowboys. Who do you like?
0: Yeah, look, I think the Roosters will win, but I don't want them to. Even though they are the only Sydney team left in there, I just, I hate the Roosters so much. They're kind of like, they're my manly. Like, obviously, um Melbourne are in a whole other league of, of hatred, but, what, you know, when it comes to just stock standard one, I hate the Roosters so much. You know, they rich eastern suburbs fans, bloody like, they're the ultimate scuff on a suit. Kind of audience drinking the wine, and so yeah, I'm I'm going to be going Cowboys.
2: That's what I love. Someone who analyzes the game purely on hatred. Yeah, yeah. You're on Triple M's the back row. <laughs> See you soon for back row of the week. You know what? It's time for back rower of the week. Here we are. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Oh man They're coming for you They really are coming for you Oh
0: and I got sledged At the idea of doing it thrice
2: Oh I get it This song's called Zombie Nation (laughs) You finally I get it
1: guys Just just when it's five minutes To the hour Of eight o'clock
0: Can you just pump it Yes
1: This
2: isn't a rave AH This is a radio (laughs) show
0: Sorry I'm just getting Flashbacks to those days God I miss them
2: Guys, you normally rave When it's your Back row of the week Who have you got for us Sorry, Chris, I didn't hear that. You normally rave when we get to your back row of the week. Who have you got? Well, this uh,
1: this week, my back row of the week is the great, the man known as the Cougar, Ronnie Palmer, the trainer. Oh, yes, the porn star. Yeah, <laughs> the porn star. Uh, the trainer for the Parramatta Eels. He, is, he has announced that he will be going to your Tigers he's coming, next well, he season. Played, he played for us back yes. in the 70s. Yes, he was a player. Uh, the Cougar uh, is a, a trainer for the Eels. He's also the trainer for the Blues in the Origin. Yep. Uh, and he's become quite an icon of the Origin for me and a lot of my mates when we t- watch. Because the Cougar is, is one of the reasons to drink your red cordial, right? When you see the Cougar out on the, the beautiful silver mane, he's always helping someone out. He's mm. a real team player, the Cougar. Tremendously fit, Ronnie. Yes,
2: he is very tremendously Many, many it. years was associated with the Sydney Roosters. Yeah, and I think uh, last night a
1: lot of uh, people were uh, thinking about Semi Rudraja being his last game for the Eels, but for us on the couch, our thoughts were with, uh, uh, with the Cougar, yeah. that he's going to the Tigers, and I wish him all the best. Thank, Johnny, a, thank yeah. heavens
2: he's not going to France with Semi. That would have been just too much for <laughs> me the to Cougar!
1: Hand off.
0: And it's nice that. The, you know, big cats run together.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, H Cougars, any connection?
0: No, no connections, but uh, so boys, uh, you know, as you know, my back row of the week last week was my friend Alex. Yep. She she had died that morning from ovarian cancer at the age of 27 and I asked if, you know, if the good folk listening might uh, consider donating to the Ovarian Cancer Research Foundation which you can do at OCRF. So my back rowers of the week this week are all the folk who've got in touch with me to say that they have. Uh, Bridget, Mark, Ahmed, Joel and Scott, thank you so much. And for you at home, if you can afford it, please consider raising a donation, ocrf.com.au.
2: Thank you very much. Thank you, Felix. In terms of my back rowers of the week, I would like to report the sports scores and news has come down the wire that the Loose Tigers, a team named after my own heart, Have prevailed in their semi-final in the Women's B Northern Suburbs Basketball Association competition tonight. Oh, nice! They beat Impulse 59 to 29 and uh, head on to the GF, the Granny, next week. Good luck, girls. Big game. My other backer of the week, I think, is a no-brainer. It is, of course, Fluffy, the Great White Shark. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Did you guys see the story this week that there was a baby great white that beached itself on Manly Beach? Oh, yes. Oh, no,
0: I didn't see yeah, that oh, one. It was such
2: a hubbub too. The, whole, the whole town stopped to watch the baby what, shark. The what comu- an idiot. The community came out. They couldn't Had work one out.
0: job, stay in the water.
2: Damaged around the... Uh, Mouth or Gills area I'm not really sure uh, And they eventually Got the experts in From the aquarium And moved Fluffy Into the Fairy Bower pool There's some great footage Of it just circling the pool mm. And some hardy sunbathers Just sunning themselves On the ledge But every time Fluffy went past They kind of edged Towards the rocks A little bit more <laughs> uh, The great news is That Fluffy was rehabilitated And was finally Released offshore And a marine biologist has found that the reason the shark beached itself was a gesture of solidarity to coaches Trent Barrett and Shane Flanagan (laughs) (laughs) because of the outrages last week. You think about it, manly sharks, you get it? It's a protest. Uh, Ref's boss Tony Archer said that this could be the last straw that breaks the ref's back as they've responded to previous criticism by being able to say on many previous occasions that at least we're liked by man-eating sharks. (laughs) If we've lost the big fish, (laughs) we're basically done. Worrying worrying thought as we head Mm. into next week's finals. Mm. Final thoughts, AH? Uh,
0: As I said last week, uh, ocrf.com.au.
2: Rose? Me? Oh,
1: I want to see the Broncos upset the Storm and get into a grand final against the Roosters. So I I want to go the Broncos. Go up there in Melbourne and show them how to play footy. Yep.
2: For me... 70,394 versus 80,450. <laughs> Counterman them and weep AFL. This has been the Back Row Triple M. It's over. Snags win.
1: You've been listening to the Back Row Catch-Up. Hear it live on Triple M Sydney, Sunday night,
0: right after the footy.